Hey guys, uh, what's going on? <clears throat> what's up? Good evening. Hey, Tommy. Hey, right? yo. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Good. Let's. Are you really good? Yeah. You don't sound. Uh, you don't no, sound no. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. Let's, let's just get going with the pod, man. Let's. No, no, no. Hold on. What's going on? Uh, all right. You know, we're Come good on. friends. I, I, pre- I appreciate you knowing me this well. Um. Uh, I've been holding on to a bit of a grudge, guys, for the last month or so. I, I, I got to be honest. You guys remember when Becker's brother Brian was on the episode that that episode a couple episodes ago, right? Hey, bro, dog. Yeah. Um, well, as usual, a lot of the episode ended up on on the cutting room floor, but there was one moment where I, I made a bit of a gaffe. You guys just really, really laid into me. To be honest, I think it was a little unfair. Um, if you don't remember, I'm sure I'm sure Scotty can pull it up for me. Um, Scotty, can you got that tape up as usual? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, all right. Me. So uh, here's here's what I'm looking for: the original cut of episode 54. It's right around hour 18, 47 minute mark, <laughs> uh, 20, 22 seconds. Um, if you can hit that, maybe if you don't mind, maybe throw it a little reverb on there, dreamy kind of memory effect, something in between large wet hall, small damn canyon. Does that that yeah, sound yeah. good? I got you. Like, point, like we, I, I brought up earlier oh, this idea that I feel like big. I see what you're. Yeah. Hey, bulldog is the spiritual like uh, grandchild yeah, of like a day tripper or a paperback writer. So we're we're not that far off. Like we're talking. Lady Banana is number twenty. <laughs> Lady <laughs> Banana. <laughs> Lady yeah. Banana. Oh man, you, Lady you know that's the chicken. Lady Banana. Banana. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So so I sounded like I had effing marbles in my mouth. I get it, but. The more I thought about it, I, I think it was clear while, why I, I was a little confused. I mean, I had the McCartney 71 tapes on the brain, guys. You know, right? No. no. Wait. What? Wait, really? You, you don't know about the McCartney 71 tapes? So in 1971, the, the Beatles had broken up. Paul had just released his first solo record. And it was selling well, but Macca was really nervous that he wasn't going to be able to make an entire career out of being a solo artist. So pragmatic as always, Paul started looking into a second career. And in January of 1971, he holed up in an undisclosed studio with Jeff Emmerich and unsolicited recorded 272 jingles for popular brands of the time. You guys didn't know about this? Really? No, but this oh at all. Boy, no. boy, boy, have I got egg on my face. Which does bring me back to Jingle 203, uh, I-, I am the brown eggs and local eggs are fresh eggs, man. Um, <laughs> but I- I- I'm-, I'm really, really surprised that-, that you haven't heard about this. So, Scotty, I'm going to ask you once again to do a little legwork for me. If you could go to our shared Blotto folder, okay? You, click, you got yep, that up? Click, click, okay, click, so yep. I'm going to uh, ask you to find the folder for Tommy's Eyes Only You'll know you have the right one because Tommy's ends in a Z, I's ends in a Z, and only has a silent Z at the end. You see yeah, that? Yeah, I see. Okay, it, yeah. so yeah, I'm double here. double click to open. Uh, it's password protected. So let me just look in my password Rolodex. Um, the password is oh, just before before I say it, you got you guys should know this. Um, 
this password is one where I just stick a few like random words together so no one would guess it. There's no like meaning behind it or anything. Um, password is Becker smells like butts. So you see that you're in there. Okay. Um, now, my Scott, luggage. you're gonna you're gonna go to the second <laughs> folder in there that says "Seriously, Tommy's eyes only." You're gonna double click that to open. You see that? All right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Password there again, totally random. Is RB and the B stands for butt munch. <laughs> so you got munch. that? I got it. Great, I great, great. So okay. So last folder you're iron. gonna find is titled Scott. If Tommy is telling you to open this, don't. Something is wrong. Question everything. You got you got that one. I'm, it's a lot of typing. I got it. Okay, so uh, good. You're gonna you're gonna double click to open password there. Scotty can produce my butt. Scott, I, <laughs> honestly, I was a little upset when I, I set that password. We can talk about it off mic. We'll we'll figure that out together. Okay, so now you see the files in there, Scott. Right? You, you see all that? So yeah. you're gonna look for number two hundred three, and this is the jingle uh, Paul did for the Chiquita Banana Company. Lady Banana, stick around your heel. Wonder how potassium makes kids feel. Who finds the produce when they're at the store? Don't you ever wonder what they want some more? Friday night arrives without a cream pie. Sunday morning fruit is looking dead. Monday rushing with the work tie. Let's make some So I found it really amazing in that Paul went to all the effort at double tracking those vocals. Um, that's great. But what I heard through through the tale is uh, he 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 really tried to hit that high harmony in the chorus there. Couldn't nail the high harmony after multiple oh, takes. I don't shocking. Shocking. I don't know what happened there. An but day for I Paul. hope that clears things up a little bit about the the Lady Banana gaff. Wow. <laughs> Good evening, my blotter scruffs. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, because baby, you can drive my pod anytime. Um, like for real. Like I'd love a couple of weeks off. People are talking about this dry <laughs> January stuff, and I'd love to heal my body uh in some way <laughs> one of these years. So please. Welcome back to Blotto Beatles. Celebrate the world over as the leading befuddled brainiacs of Beatles broadcasting. We're at the top of episode 56. I'm Becker, and as a reminder, we are the podcast where a couple of friends have a couple of drinks and come together to discuss and rank a single Beatles song. Sorry. Before we get to it, let me tell you about the rest of the gen should be hanging out with tonight. Uh, he's my co-host and yours. It's Tommy. Hey, man. What is going on, A-Side? Hey, man. It's good to see you tonight. I wanted to talk to you a little bit before the rest of the guys get here, because honestly... Uh, as as the leads of the show, as host of the yeah, show, you know we sure, should probably sure, be treating yeah. these these other guys a little bit better. Oh, you think the so? text what? you're sending me, like you know, fuck Scotty C. We don't need our B. We're the real stars, you know. 
my dressing room is next to your dressing room. I hear you be saying that you're the real star. Like I hear that when you're. Well, those are just mirror. my mirror affirmations. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know about this? Um, do you know about this thing called AI technology? Yeah. 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 Heard so, of it. just in a few words, I asked AI to write us a drunken intro to this podcast, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We might be pretty replaceable. Uh, let me uh, let me give you the rundown right here. <laughs> okay. So I asked AI uh, to do this. And what was, said, yeah, uh, how, how did you frame the question? Can I ask that? I wrote, uh, write a drunken intro to a Beatles podcast hosted by Tommy and Becker. Okay. That was it. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and it wrote, hello and welcome to the drunken podcast all about the Beatles. I'm Becker and joining me today is my co-host Tommy. We're two diehard fans of the greatest band in history. And we love nothing more than to crack open a cold one and talk all things Beatles. <laughs> so pour yourself a drink, kick back, and get ready to rock out with us as we dive into the music and legacy of John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Cheers, and let's get this party started. Oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> that that is... came that came straight out of the machine. So that is uh, frightening. I think I think we've got to play it play it a little cool tonight. Like maybe. <laughs> Maybe kiss up to these guys a little bit, you know, like make to them the AIs or, feel or so, to, no, no. I mean to to I, to, to our to RB our robotic Scotty. overlords. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> RB and Scotty, because I'm a little worried that if they know about this, they could they could replace. Oh, us, they could just you know? off us. Yes, in so. another Beatles podcast related death <laughs> is what you're saying, mysterious, just, and just Beatles. replace us with AI. And so play it cool. We'll cut this part out, but just like follow right. my lead. I'm going to intro them. All right. I also That's used AI to write them some very flattering intros. They won't they won't know about this. So Wait, right. can I you before ready? you let them in, can I ask the questions you asked for AI? Um So for Scotty, I said write a flattering intro to a drunken Beatles podcast for the producer, and I wrote the same thing for uh, uh a musical supervisor for RB. Okay, good. That's good to know. Thank you. All right. Uh one, two. Uh, I'm excited to introduce our amazing executive producer, the one and only Scotty C. With his rugged good looks and charming personality, Scotty C. is not only a pleasure to listen to, but a pleasure to be around. His wit, intelligence, and expertise on a wide range of topics makes him the perfect producer for this podcast. And I have no doubt that you will fall in love with him just as much as I have. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained by the one, the only... The George Martin of New, New England, England. <laughs> Mr. Scotty C. Oh hey, bud. Goodness. How are you doing? That, that how we always think of you. Came right, right from the heart. Right from the heart. Right from that the heart. That seemed unnatural. No, no, no. That was... Whew, I wrote that <laughs> last couple of weeks. But I'm not intelligent or good looking. <laughs> I speak oh, poorly. Stop. <laughs> uh, stop it. And as you know, also, I'm thrilled to introduce our musical supervisor, the talented R.B., with his natural music abilities and keen ear for detail, RB has a true gift for creating the perfect soundscape for our podcast. His passion for music is contagious, and it's no wonder that he's become such a valuable member of our team. So join me in giving a warm welcome to the one and only RB, a true master of his craft. Uh, how are you doing, man? Thanks for yeah. joining us tonight. Wow. That B stands for bot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that B stands for Beatles. Uh, but also tonight, it stands for beep, as in uh, beep, 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 yeah. Beep, yeah. Yeah, that was wild. I, 
overall, I did the uh... them bots got us. <laughs> no bots. Honestly, if we could just control them a little better, we wouldn't even have to do this show. We could, if we could just get them to our do impressions of our voices. Uh, uh, assume that's crazy next. bot heads. <laughs> uh, is everybody good? Merry Christmas. Happy yes, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Um, whatever other holidays you all celebrate, or any or if you don't listening. celebrate any, we just we yes, took a little bit of time too. off, but it's it's nice to yeah. be to be back together again. Um, yeah. So we've we just put out the Mike Yerge episode, and and I was listening back to that, and that was a great one. I, I hope everyone is enjoying it. So like, awesome! It was awesome to listen back to it and be like, oh, I I really just had a ton of fun talking with this guy about the Beatles, you know. And I think on the cutting room floor ended 10 minutes, like after Mikey left 10 minutes of all being us all being like, I'd like to hang out with that guy more. <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah, just so like, fun. Like, yeah. it was a good Do dude. we need a fifth bottle beetle? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the best thing about that episode that we haven't talked about that much is that we could have ended it basically with Mikey leaving it. At, and we still talked for like another hour and a half after that. Like we're so stupid sometimes. Like, we had it was, fun. And it, it was, was great, still but early. Like we just don't know when to ever stop talking Beatles. You know. Well, we had so much fun talking about like Albini and yeah, yeah. Abbey Road and all that. No, no stuff I mean, that... oh, Mikey was amazing. Like he gave by us like the, an well, hour and a half of his time. By and then the he time left, we got, and we to... still kept talking. You know? But by the time we got to Cry Baby Cry, we were like twelve minutes into talking about Cry Baby Cry, <laughs> the focus of the episode. You know, so. <laughs> um, that episode we recorded early. It was a happy hour show. I think we started recording around six or seven. I don't know how the next morning I still woke up and I was cleaning like six or seven beer cans off my desk. I'm like, Oh my God, like what happened? You know, I know what <laughs> it's going to be different in the new year. I'm going to do it better. <laughs> Speaking of doing it better. Uh, we are on the backside of a double header tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a nice thing to talk about. We just mm-hmm. did an episode with our good friend, Ethan Alexanian from the fans on the run podcast. Ethan's been on a little bit of a hiatus and he said he wanted to get, back to the pod and get back to talking to Beatles fans. And I I actually feel really honored. He dropped us a line and said, I want you all to be the, the first ones that come back after this hiatus. Um, and it was awesome. And Becker, you said this, like it gave us a chance to kind of hit pause and talk about like <laughs> why we're friends a little bit and like how this whole Beatles thing started the four of us. And it was just what a great time. I just love Ethan. It was an awesome night. Yeah, I really I had a great time with it. It was really nice to to do that. You know, like there's a funny thing that happens now because life is happening. We're not recording in a pandemic world and all that. And like the podcast sometimes feels like a little like I won't say businessy for a second because I love every time we're recording. But sometimes we're talking to each other. I only have a couple of minutes with Tommy. and It's like, oh, we're talking like a pod logistic thing or something like that. And so um, it was very nice to step back and just be like, oh, Ethan asked questions like why do you love the Beatles or how did it change your life or all of that? And, and it was, it was nice to resettle that, you know, I think in the early days of this show, we would get very drunk and be like, I love you, man. And I love the Beatles. <laughs> and that's great. <laughs> I like that too, you know? Uh, but I think that we, uh, we stepped just a little bit past that once we started getting guests and, and all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. It was great. But also uh, what I'm saying is there's like a little bit of pre-lubrication that has gone on. Oh, sure. Right now that uh, is going to be fueling this episode. Maybe. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a couple in. Yeah. 
So here we go. Let, let's have a fun time. Um, I'm trying to see what else is on the deck. We got a bunch of great Happy New Year's, Merry Christmas messages from a bunch of listeners, domestic and, and abroad. And I thank you so much. I, I, I love all of that. I tried to write. I think I think I tried to write everyone back. We tried to write everyone back. So um, thank you for listening. I, I, I Anyone who's who's gotten this far and is continuing to listen to Blah Beals, it's it's fantastic. So happy new year to everybody. Um, I am a. I am aware that the, the four of us do celebrate Christmas. Yeah. How many of your family members got you a Beatles themed Christmas present or more? I got two. <laughs> I got none this year. I was shocked. Really? What did you Beatles guys get? RB? I, I don't think I got a Beatles thing this year. I don't think did you I get any think. Christmas gifts. <laughs> I did get a few. Yes. <laughs> okay, good, good. No Beatles here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, okay. So I got Beatles guitar picks. All right, That's nice. Fun. And Very and uh from one of my daughters and then from another daughter I got uh a Beatles trivia book which is amazing and I wanted to bring on tonight and I just I, right before the pod I was trying to find it and <clears throat> you guys can see behind me like thousands of books. So uh, it's books. Uh, like all leather bound they're smell all like rich, musk deep, uh, you know. Yeah, mahogany. This all smell of mahogany. And so <laughs> I was looking for it right beforehand because I thought it'd be a funny segment to do Beatles trivia with you guys because I, I cracked it once or twice and I saw questions like, um, other than Paul McCartney, who wrote most of the Beatles songs? <laughs> it's like, A, Ringo Starr. B, Brian Wilson. Yeah. C, John Lennon. D, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't have Lady Gaga, but you know, like uh, so it's a, Brian yeah. Wilson was definitely in there. It's it's like it's funny stuff. So maybe a new segment coming because what <laughs> I think what this pod needs coming into the new year is more segments, more segments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah executive that, producer Scotty C would definitely agree on more more bits. More segments. <laughs> <laughs> I think much like today, he would like us to extend our bits longer, our intros, and yeah. also add yeah. more. Do it. <laughs> More to I chop mean, sp- out. <laughs> Speaking of, I mean, do you guys even even know who the Beatles are? <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, dude. You, new Year, like the segues Ooh, are, are hitting hard. Um, no, who are the Beatles? I mean, Tell Tommy, us. of course, you would say that this is centered around sort of a key songwriting duo. You wouldn't argue with that, right? Correct. And I think you would agree that the confines of the studio you know sort of that's where they found their their excellence together oh yeah Drew, use Drew it that. as an instrument yeah yeah, yeah 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 and of course we wouldn't argue that we all know the name the beatles was borrowed from burrows as a reference to a steam-powered Wait, dildo what? everyone no one fights uh, that you know uh, so what? the beatles i mean the brainchild of a donald fagan walter becker no no relation i mean there's probably some relation <laughs> i guess you know College chums from New York. They later moved to L.A. as Guns for Hire before gathering a band of musicians and recording huh. their debut album. A blend of jazz, huh. Latin, music, uh, R&B, and blues. You know, the band garnered critical and commercial success over like an epic seven album run with with nearly a, a cult oh, following. You know, that remains boy. to this day. You know, do you do you love these Beatles albums? You love? Uh, oh, here, yeah. Can't buy a bungalow, Bill. Uh, blue. <laughs> A J Way, <laughs> Gaucho Darling. You like these ones? Which one do you love, Tommy? Because uh, they've got they, they've got all the hits in there. You know, they've got I've got 
Freeland in the New Year's in the years. Yep. <laughs> Any major Jude will tell you you can't cousin Dupree me. <laughs> Asia what? Bird can sing. Uh Love Me Do It Again, Deacon for Your Blues, Ricky, you know my name. If you lose it, Dude, okay, look up okay, my number. Uh, okay, all right, all right. It took me a minute. Getting back Because I really thought you were on the right track for a bit. Back Her like... Majesty. <laughs> I've just seen a fake. <laughs> You're not talking about the Beatles, man. No, 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 no. This could not have happened in episode 56. It's, <laughs> I, it's know, I know, I know. We were just Even on a we've... Beatles podcast. We've even taken off episodes from you telling us who the Beatles are when we have guests, and you still somehow haven't gotten it right. I don't think so. Because you are talking about... Hey, 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 19. (laughs) (laughs) You are talking about the audiophile's favorite band, Steely Dan, I think. I don't know. I've never heard of them. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge Dan head. Is that what we call them? Do we call them (laughs) Dan heads? I don't think they call them. I love it. Steely butts? What do we call them? (laughs) A lot of butt talk tonight. Steely butts? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge Steely Dan guy, so maybe we should do the research together. Maybe we start a Steely Dan podcast after we finish Blotto Beatles, where we have a few drinks. We talk Dan, and maybe it's called uh, Reeling Through the Beers. Yeah, yeah, we could do like that. that. We could also do kid champagne if you want to just get into oh, some champers yeah. for a That's while. Oh. <laughs> I would love to drink champagne with you all the time, but I will not call it that. You know that. We're gonna do champers. We're gonna do champers. <laughs> so talk to me uh, about Steely Dan. What do you know? I don't know. So I do want to throw some credit to uh, world-renowned New Zealand musicologist Pete G. He sent us a, a few seeds, some 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 inspiration for for this bit, um, but. Yeah, I will say for me, I have a really hard time with Steely Dan. You know, I'm just like not sure how I'm supposed to be engaging with it. Like, I don't know if this is a bad take or not. like it's is it more just musically masterful and it's not soulful or something like I don't know. I don't know. But doing this bit today and thinking about it, like I'm committing to saying that I'm going to spend 2023 evaluating oh. Steely Dan. And Whoa. I'm just going to I'm going to get back to you guys. Like I'm going to get back. I'm not ready to just dismiss it. I've been dismissive of it. I'm going to give it like a little bit a little bit of time and 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 just follow up. I respect. What that. if we all nice. ep- like not every episode, but maybe it's like every 3 episodes. We agree the four of us to spend a little time with one Steely Dan record. Yeah. And we kind of like Touch, Are we becoming a Steely base. Dan podcast? <laughs> this is how you get into like, but this is how your friend gets you into Steely Dan. They're like, oh, it's not can't buy a thrill. You gotta, you gotta listen to the other shit. You know, like, uh, <laughs> cool being a Dan head, <laughs> a Steely butt, a Steely butt. Oh, fuck. We're gonna, you know what? For the Patreon, we're gonna Such do a, a side podcast <laughs> called Steely Butts, where we just dig deep into Steely Dan. I feel Steely like RB. You must have some Steely Dan. Th- so Steely Dan uh, is uh, in Burroughs Naked Lunch. That's what they call a, a steam-powered dildo. And so oh, they gotcha. I've read Naked Lunch too. I don't. Uh, I I, I, I love Steely Dan. I think I think um, I think they are. A, are they the musicians' musician band? Like, they are totally. The they are they are a band for musicians. I think. Yeah. Like, but they have a weird cult thing, right? I mean, they do. I like. 
so as you mentioned, that's like there's two main songwriters, but they brought in a lot of ringers. <laughs> a lot of studio yeah. musicians play on the Steely Dan record, so like it's stu- it's a amorphous collection of people that is Steely Dan, um, but uh, but they're all really really good at what they do, <laughs> and the recordings sound pristine. Like they're so good. I don't know. It, Asia is probably like one of the best recorded albums. Like I can recognize that this is just sounds like amazing and a, sort of a group of folks that were just dedicated to making like the perfect sounding music but that isn't like what i like about music <laughs> like that level of just perfectionship or musicianship is not necessarily what excites me um but uh, like i said if 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 the blotto listeners will have me I'm going to check in with you guys a little bit on, on my Steely Dan. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm going to revise and I'm going to say, yeah, you just do Steely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be part of this. I don't need to be part of this. You, you can do Steely Dan. That's Scotty C. It's funny because with Steely Dan, there's, there's a definite like polish that is the production value of everything. But then if you like actually listen to the lyrics of a lot of those songs, they're filthy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. That cousin Dupree song where he's just like looking at his cousin. He's like, "Hey, tonight's the night, cousin." Oh, that's like that Warren Zevon song. What's that one? Uh, where are we? Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty C, you got a, a Dan take? I don't really know them very well. I mean, I've heard their music. Um, I definitely know that they're talented, and and the recordings are great. I've read that. I think their guitar player was one of the first to sort of like record direct and then like reamp stuff and really focus on his tone and for each song and all this stuff. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about him. I couldn't name a single song by him. You I, know, uh, you know, dirty work. I'm a fool to do I'm your dirty work. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Yeah, I've heard oh, that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, pristine. We're hitting. Well, that pristine. Oh, you don't know all those songs that I just. I didn't. Listen I didn't know earlier. what band it was until you told me. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't have to do some Google. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew them all right off the bat. Uh, I looked it up today because I was fresh on it, but like they've got hits. You you know these hits, but the 70s, 80s? I don't yeah. Know. They, they basically come to fruition in, uh, I think the first record is 71 or 72. Yeah. All of um, the 70s. <laughs> Oh, okay. The the Warren Zevon song I was trying to think of was "Play It All Night Long," guys. Play it all night long. Hmm. That's a that's one where they're they're talking about um, incestuous relationships with cousins. So oh, you're probably dying oh. to know that, Becker. I'm sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you finish now. <laughs> so I mean, I think I'm committing to a little bit of homework with Steely Dan. Like I don't want to turn off any listeners than to Steely Dan. I, it's something I've generally dismissed but i'm going to i'm going to dive in i think there could be something there like some people call fagan and becker like the the u.s there like, seems to be Paul something self self-serving about this whole like <laughs> oh maybe oh, people is, haven't is given Walter enough credit becker to becker one of the greatest is, are they the beatles of north america I, I don't know you know anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a whirl uh and and get back to everyone i i really am right. um i'm looking forward to your updates but I always look for a little bit of a through line, and, and Steely Dan themselves talk about a little bit the notion that the Beatles shifted to being a studio band, and they felt some some confidence that, that they could do that. 
and not have to be writing music to go on tour uh, and that the Beatles have sort of broke ground for them to start thinking about it um, that way. But then alternatively, off of the first uh, Steely Dan record, Only a Fool Would Say That, um, they go after John Lennon a little bit, not necessarily by um, name, but they say, you know, I heard it was you talking about a world where all is free. It just couldn't be only a fool would say that. Um, and, you know, it's a little bit of sort of. I'm a fool probably... to do. Oh. <laughs> is that where it goes from there? <laughs> only a fool would say that's dirty work. Uh, so, you know, they go uh, they go after their. Uh, you got to go after your masters. You got to go after your idols a, a little bit. But, yeah, you know, maybe if you're a little bit cynical and Lennon is coming at you in, in the early 70s with the. Uh, with his imagine that maybe you uh, maybe you rejected a little bit. So, anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in and uh, I'll get back to you. Thank you. Thank give you. me a, give me three apps. Three apps. I'll get back right. to you around sixty. Love it. So that's who the Beatles are, and I think it's time we are a podcast about the Beatles. So we we've got that covered. Um, but we're also a podcast where people like to have a couple cocktails or a couple drinks. Uh, as we said earlier, we're on the backside of a double header, so we all started a little early this evening. I've had a couple Manhattans with some uh, Four Roses small batch whiskey, right. some oh, good stuff. On, and, uh, yeah, Becker, that was on your recommendation, getting into that small yeah. batch. It's very good. Um, other than that, I'm dipping into tonight some, um, I think they're the Long Trail Anomalies. They're, they're the I the, the locale IPAs. It's a new year, trying to be a new me. Uh and also in the cooler, of course, I got the white can, the official, the devil's purse, Hamlet like Kolsch, the official beer of Blotto Beetles. So that is what I'm drinking this evening. RB, what do you got in your cups tonight? Uh, my local beer shop got a drop of beers from Other Half uh, of oh. New York. Uh, so I started with a dry, double dry hopped cabbage. I hope it contains no cabbage. It definitely contained a bunch of hops. All cabbage. Oops, all cabbage. You're going to be pooping Uh, a lot. And then I had a a beer from Zero Gravity. It's a new one called Powder Jones. Nice. Uh, And that's got kind of a retro 70s. That's a cool label on it. I like that logo. Uh, And in case the magical mystery word comes up, I got a a bottle of bullet over here. Um, Oh, the bull bourbon is great. I love That's a good standby. Oh, Scotty yeah. C, what about you? What do you got tonight? I just got some red wine. I got this uh, in a gift basket. It's uh, this is the, the Josh. Yosh. Josh's. Yeah. This is like every white girl on Cape drinks this. Yeah, my wife included. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Scotty's just taking it easy. He's got a bottle of red. He's in the bathtub this evening. He's got a couple <laughs> yeah. candles lit. Some Epsom you know? salts. I have some yeah. A lot of bubbles. Cucumbers <laughs> on my There's eyes. a bath bomb. I saw him put a bath bomb in. Yeah. We record so long, he's getting so pruny, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got prune hands. <laughs> I got prune hands. He's not even going uh, be to trigger the magical mystery word. Becker, what do you got in the cups this evening? Uh, my family, so while I did not get Beatles-related gifts, my family leaned strongly the other way and went very beer-themed alcohol gifts. So I got a ridiculous amount of just delicious beers from uh, Hetty uh, Alchemist. Uh, brewery in Vermont. My dad lives in Asheville, North Carolina. He brought up like a flat and a half of burial beers, who, which I love their their beers. They're fantastic. They have the best. They also have the best can art. 
Um, so I'm drinking that, and my wife and I got a chance to take a trip right before the holidays, and we went up to Portland, Maine, and I had bought a bunch of beers up there, a bunch of Bissell Brothers and some Bellflower Brews. So tonight I'm drinking a little bit of combo of all of that stuff. Tommy and I went to Treehouse on Christmas Eve yep. Eve uh, on Cape Cod. So Festivals for the rest of us. You are rich with beers. spoiled with fantastic beers that I'm drinking. But tonight, very specifically, I was in the liquor store. I was not. I was in the grocery store, and there was a nitro Pepsi, a nitro vanilla draft cola, Ew. and I picked that up. I know I'm not a Pepsi man. I'm not a Pepsi man, but I'm a vanilla man. And so I'm actually I, a Pepsi man. Uh, you know, know this. You and I have had this conversation. I'm a Pepsi man. Pepsi man. <laughs> I don't think long it sounds as good as you think that sounds. <laughs> um. So I, I got the I got the vanilla draft cola and you open it up. It's like a nitro can, like a Guinness. It's very foamy. In there. And I'm mixing that up with a a, a a wilderness trail whiskey tonight. And it is um it's very smooth. Oh, very good. a little like down. Jack and Coke sort of. It is, exactly. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, we I haven't drank like the simplest drinks in this show, like a Jack and Coke yeah. or like a whiskey ginger. And so uh that's what I'm doing. Oh wow. I like it. No, I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> so like that's that. what we're drinking this evening that is what we're drinking this evening and before we dip into this week's track we do have one word that if this word comes up and any of us say it we all have to stop the podcast we have to take a drink that word is called the magical mystery word our executive producer picks it that is scotty c and scotty we're going to take off our headphones we're going to ask you to whisper to the listening audience this week's magical mystery word porn that's this week's magical mystery word. We've talked about that. We talked about what we're drinking. We talked about what we all got in the holiday season for gifts. And now we it's time to talk who the about. Beatles are. We nailed who the Beatles are. We, we, we got it all. So now it's time to talk about this week's track. Scotty, what is the uh, song we're going to discuss this evening? Baby, you can drive my car. Whoa, I can? Yes, that's the Good song. Good drive time voice right there. You like that? I'm yeah, trying to work on good. that a little bit more. Sure. Traffic um, on the threes. <laughs> um, I don't think I could do the helicopter thing though. Uh, I I would be from the studio. Yeah, that's pretty good. Tommy with the try. Fucking always. <laughs> um, down on the four hundred five. Uh, <laughs> shit's crazy. There's a backup. Ah. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'm not that good at it, but anyways, you're awesome at it. That was great, uh, yeah. actually. That was I. I believed it. I believe. I believe that more than the AI. You're hired. <laughs> I should have sounded more scared in the helicopter. Anyways, uh, drive my car. <laughs> it's one thing you want from a, a, someone who does their work in a helicopter <laughs> is to sound scared. <laughs> I'm really high up. <laughs> oh my god! I just have a seatbelt. <laughs> There's one spinning blade separating yeah. me between life and death. <laughs> Are you a licensed pilot? Oh, yeah. It was really busy down there. I'm afraid to look out. I hope that Somebody Bear Grylls isn't in this helicopter. Yeah. Um, anyways, drive my car. The lead track on the, you know, the the Rubber Soul record that the British release. and Yeah, depending on who you're talking to. I mean, it's the it's the first song, I guess. Yeah. What I'm saying, yeah, um, on the on the British release, and um, it's it's a 
it's a Paul tune, but like he worked on it with John. Like there was there was something missing, and we'll t- we're gonna talk about this. There was something missing when he when he brought it to John, and they worked it out. Whatever the percentage of who did what, we'll we'll discuss that as well. But it was one of their sessions that they thought might have went cold, and they just had to like drop it. And they had a ciggy and some tea, and got back to it, and 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 came up with this kind of like story song of maybe some LA actress woman that's, you know, got this chauffeur and she's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of fun to listen to. It's, it's got a great um, rhythm. It's, it's got like a bounce to it and the intro is weird and cool. Um, There's a, there's a great like um, rhythm section is to it without like chords and stuff like that. It's, it's, a lot of them working together, and and I guess this is one of the first sessions where they actually went into the next day, which is cool. Like they ended up doing that a lot in their career, but this was the first one they went past midnight. I think I read, and that became standard practice thereafter. But they really wanted to keep going and get this track done, and like double tambourines and cowbells, and I mean it's it's a it's a track, man. It's 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 a it's a bouncing track. I love it. Um, we have you, go ahead sorry go ahead i mean we have plenty to talk about on it i think so i mean we can listen to it but yeah i mean you think we should give it a listen right now you i think i think so or we mean, should head so so we would encourage you the listening audience dear listeners to uh hit pause on the podcast right now to if you do streaming services to hit up that streaming service if you're someone who drops a needle or or puts in some other physical media of some sort Go listen to Drive to My that. Car. Yeah, it's a good time to do that. Go listen to Drive My Car from the British Rubber Soul, the the first track on the British Rubber Soul. We're all going hit, to hit it right now. We're going to listen to it, and then we will see you back in a few minutes ourselves. Peace and love. All right, guys, Cool. Let's uh, call it a night. We ranked it, right? <laughs> Wait, what? We're still going? Yeah, drive the car, dude. Responsibly. That's the girl what she wanted to be. She said, Baby, can't you see? Listening back to last week's episode, I absolutely hated myself. So this is the only thing I'm going to say tonight, and uh, I'm just going to leave it to you guys <laughs> after this. Stop but it. When I dissect, sort of the dissect the individual items of this song, like I couldn't find an immediate like wow factor to this tune, and I, I wasn't sure what it is. But like, right together, there's something here that was like the perfect formula, like the magic, the alchemy, like the sort of like everything that's like propelling the Beatles' trajectory, yeah. like. I couldn't find one thing here. Like I had a tough time figuring out what I wanted to talk about on this song tonight, you know, except to say that like, it's a, sum of its parts. Like I, you know, and I'm, I'm very interested in, in, in the musician take and all of that on, on this song, but I had a hard time except to say like, I like this song a lot. And then sitting with it, I'm like, I don't know, like piece by piece, like 
lyrics wise, guitar wise, like drum wise, like I don't know that on its own, I'm, I'm, it's amazingly exciting, except like this is the perfect thing, the perfect time. Um, and feeds into clearly a, a ton of Beatles stuff that we love, but um, I really sincerely am interested to, to, to get everyone's thoughts about this because I'm still like in, I'm, 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 I'm clay right now. Like, uh, let's, let's mold you. Mold me. I mean, mold you. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I don't want. I, I don't want. I think you hit on it though. Like, it's it is it is a bit of the a sum of its parts, right? And that's where the song is all about a groove, and yeah, and uh, and like a feel, and I think, uh, you know, whatever whatever Ringo is doing, on top of like all of the added percussion things that they've added to it, the the tambourine and the cowbell and everything else, it it makes it sound like like there's a couple extra limbs on Ringo and he's just kind of doing a thing. Like, you know, yeah. like it's, there's, there's a groove that is just infectious and a great, what's well, a great Go way ahead, to sorry. start a record. I think like it, it's, yeah. it's a, uh, well, we, we'll get it. We'll get into it a little bit more, but like the, there's a, the, uh, there's a, the intro of this song is the most disorienting way this is the most Why? disorienting intro to any Beatles song, I think, where you can't find where the beat is until it hits, and then and then you're locked into the groove for the rest of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can you talk more about that? Like, what? Yeah. What does so, that look like? Well, the the way the guitar comes in, and the it's, way most people would hear it is that the guitar starts on beat one. You would imagine, uh, but then the bass enters. And, and does a boo doo doo boom little yep. riff. But that doesn't sit quite right because then that downbeat is now an offbeat. And then the drums come in and it's a little disorienting again. Um, and I, so, Scotty, I sent you an a example, yeah, yeah. Uh, MP3, but the first round through is the intro with a, with a, met, with a click track on where you might think the beat is. And then... And then it plays again with the beat shifted by an eighth note so that the guitar actually starts not on beat one, but on the and of four as an anticipation to the beat. Yeah. Let, let me let me hit it right now. Oh, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right one. That's the right one. The second one is the right one. The when you hear the guitar starting on beat one, it makes sense through because because where you're yeah. here, and then and then when the actual drums come in, you're like off by an eighth note, and you're like, so I've seen I've seen a couple of uh, transcriptions of this song where they'll throw in a nine eight bar as the part yeah. of the intro and it's like what the it's... wow but if you just shift everything by an eighth note and realize that the guitar is actually coming in on the end of four it clears a lot of confusion up and i've tried to play Instead this coming in on the which one which isn't right? actually yeah. that weird but it isn't way, that weird yeah. but but when you when there isn't anything else that is yeah. that is uh displaying where the beat is exactly yeah it's very confusing and I, having 
tried to play this song live or with a with a band this is the part that we had to like once you get into the song it plays itself but but getting through the getting through that first four bars and then you know like yeah yeah yeah. it's after the three right like it's not after the four that's the but it's it's it is very strange uh yeah very disorienting way i guess to start an album (laughs) yeah yeah so it's funny because i was like uh in my mind, I'm like, there's no other way to start this album. Like, that's what I started thinking today. I was but like, it turns out there is. Yeah, oh, I know. Boy. Exactly. Like, I was like, oh, like, this is how you start a record and make an impact. And then, but this isn't how your papa learned this record. This isn't how your right. mama learned this record. If they were. It's not how I learned this record. North American. Because the only piece of Beatles vinyl I had in my house growing up was Rubber Soul, the U.S. version. And it was the only Beatles record we had at all. And so this record starts, in my mind, with I've Just Seen a Face. And it changes yeah. the tone of the that record. Everything. And, mm-hmm. it, and, it, and it's not the... There, there's, there's more one changes other shift. in that record. Yeah, there, are more, there are more changes, there's but like it, really, changes. it really becomes like a pop folk record rather than like this soul folk record yeah. that the Beatles intended it to be, right? Like... It's funny that Capitol is like, this is too rocking right now for the states. Like for the time and place, they're like, this is too, this is too much. We're gonna, we're gonna tone it down. Have much. you seen a face? <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen one, just, just now. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but I, I still struggle. Like, and I know this isn't the uh, appropriate Beatles scholar take. Like, I struggle with which start I believe is better for the record oh this is way better this is way like i've just seen the face is a great tune but it's like you know it's a track for a side tune or something like i don't know or in the british where does it sit on this record where is it sequenced i actually don't know on the british it is on the british it's track one it's track one no no in the u.s it's track one no, it doesn't appear it's not on, on the British. On the US, yeah, it doesn't the, appear at all. Yeah. So I think it, it I think it ends up on a maybe a yesterday and today or something yeah, like that. It's, uh, it's on the one um, with the butcher cover on it. Yeah, the butcher I, I think it's it ends up there. So but th- this comes back to like memory and um just what you're introduced to like I don't know. I hear what you're saying, Tommy, like um the way you remember something is seems the right is the right way you know it's, right your mom's sure, your mom's recipe is the right recipe or whatever you know what i mean yeah yep. and whenever someone makes you a new version of that of that dish other than a roast she over, yeah. over roast every time. whenever someone <laughs> makes you a new version of that you're like okay cool yeah but, it's just what yeah, i knew like yeah, yeah. and and sure. i get like that the, it is one of those things where like the capital kind of like incursion on the Beatles in a way, right? Is usually I'm like, no, no, no. The American rubber soul as a whole is really good. It's a different record, but it's really good. It's a, it, yeah. it's a strong, like it does tell a story uh, of a different time of the Beatles that pulls in like these couple other songs from different eras. But you know, it's it's not the sole record that they're trying to make. It's not not like the they're trying to do an R and B folky thing, like in in a way. But 
it's maybe more unified or something like it's it, it's more consistent in the u.s version but i almost think like this introduces maybe like a newer more mature beetle or something like that like starting off with drive my car and the norwegian wood and that there is like I, uh, this yeah. new wave of lyrically and there's a different sure. like lyrically thinking and you know i there's you know i and i like i've just seen a face like i'm not not even putting that down but i don't know that it has the same impact as 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 this tune does you know like i there's... well you're are you you're talking more lyrically right like than musically or no, no i or i both. love the musical hit of this like this is a bold way to just start a record you know I hadn't thought about it sort of as as a musically challenging sort of start, but like the intro of this song, of course, should be the intro of an album. You know what I mean? Like if right. you're if this isn't a single, then it should be the start of your record. You know, like there isn't another way to to or a side or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. If it's not an A side, it's your B side start. But like that's this song has an intro, which is 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 killer. You know. Right, and I, and I don't think I'm I'm confronting that take at all it's just like maybe defending what i grew up with and oh and yeah, the yeah idea of like this is and that's is, this dumb confusion of all this stuff like what right but what is a beatles record it got unified later like the cd releases define what beatles records are but yeah of course like if there this can is what you be think this record is uh you know but then what is the first time you hear this song is on like the red album what i what no when i buy the the cd version of rubber soul like, and you're and like, I'm like, what the wait, hell this is isn't this? how this record starts. <laughs> yeah. And I was wildly confused and like, really, like, went back to the vinyl. Like, and at that point, like, internet it back research being like a little nascent, like, yeah, <laughs> you were like, like this, uh, this CD's broken. <laughs> strawberries, <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like, in, it was like, and strawberries was like, this ain't your ma's rubber soul. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You yeah. like skateboarding? You're gonna love drive my car. <laughs> but like internet when research, like was a little like na- nascent research at the time, right? Like, yeah, I didn't know about the difference between U.S. and British versions uh, sure. yeah, yeah, of absolutely. albums with the exact same name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our parents didn't know it either. I mean, like, I'm sure that my dad to this day still isn't aware that he heard a different record than than the right the UK counterparts. And heard my mother and I and if she listens to this, I want her to know. She should. She won't. But I. She should. I know. want her to know. She, my mother should know. Yeah. But I want her to know that I, I don't hold this against her. She constantly says the White Album is her favorite album because it has the song "Hey Jude." Right, that well, is her you know, Beatles take. I don't remember, you know. And uh, it is White Album era. And you, so that's where I'm like, I'm not going to fight you on this. I would it's never, White Album era. if your mom said that in front of me, I would never even correct her. I would just say, You don't correct her on something like that, no, right? No, like no, that's, you just let it go. You let it go. Yeah. But it wasn't hereditary, your uh, Beatles knowledge, huh? <laughs> in nature versus nurture. <laughs> mother, mother, nurture, son. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Banana. Um, <laughs> who Banana. plays the uh, intro guitar? Is that live or is that something they added? I believe that Paul is the one that plays the lead guitar. So it's not even part song. of the initial track that they record. They, he plays they bass on the live on? recording. Is that... 
Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Isn't that a weird thing? I don't know. Paul's playing bass, right? I don't know. There's questions. I mean, I'm sorry. George George is playing bass, is what I meant to say. I don't know. No, I don't either. I think George George is playing. George is playing the guitar. Hold on. Let Arby speak. I believe that that George is playing the the guitar part. Paul plays the bass part. And on the on the initial track that they did, it's Ringo on the drums, um, Paul on the bass, George on the guitar, and and John is playing the tambourine on the yeah raw on the first like master tape, and then they overdubbed yeah. a bunch of stuff on top of that. Yeah, yeah. But George, I'm sorry. So let me correct. George does the Otis Redding riff on the yes. guitar, and then Paul copies it on the bass, right? I be- I believe so. I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, George in anthology says that he played bass on this track. He's, I believe but he's it. referring to he's playing the he came up with the line, right? That is the bass line the bass and line. the guitar, and they're playing the same thing. Yeah. And they're, they're it's echo- basically and it's, it's basically it's ripping part. off an Otis Redding. Yeah, too, it's right? it's the like Otis version the of respect. Right? It's like that's respect on, the, by Otis. Yeah. on yeah. Otis Blue, the '65 record. Yeah. Scott, can we like while we're talking about this? I think can we hear that Otis Redding yeah. respect version for a second? Because I was like, oh, they, like they're trying to do the soul thing, and this isn't really a soul song. This is a rock song, and then you hear that bass riff, and and you listen to this Otis Redding tune, and you're like, all right, yeah, that's the exact same thing. All right, let's pop it right now, like it's hot. What you want? Well, if you got it, and what you need, baby, you got it. All I'm asking for a little bit when I come I mean, you hear in the back there, and Otis is recorded in such a way that you're just hearing the vocals, right? But it is in the background. Yeah, you that That little thing, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, from what I read, George kind of like that riff was his conception or his part of the song and it was very yeah it was a very group written thing in a way like you know obviously john and and paul had spent the time together to compose it they brought it to the guys george had this little riff now obviously he plays the guitar and does that paul's doing the same thing on the bass so i mean his contributions there ringo's doing his thing laying it down and you know I you know, it's cool. Like I love that. I love that type of music. We talked about it with Ethan, but um, right. Uh, the other thing I think is cool is that John doesn't feel like left out on instrumentation, and he can just rip 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 a, a tambourine for a little bit. Yeah, but then like good. support the vocals so amazingly. This is the Paul yeah and, and John thing, where they sing together. And he doesn't have to be out front, but to sing words, especially a quicker song with some words, you know, like this one, in the same like cadence and time as another person is yeah. not easy. It's hard to double your own vocal and get it the same or close totally. enough to the same so it doesn't sound goofy. But he sings right along with Paul in that lower register and... And yeah, he's doing the low harmony, he, he which is also that. weird. Yeah, they're tough. The, har- yeah, he, the vocals, the vocals on this song are harmonized throughout the entire song. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
there's not there's usually it's like oh the chorus will double up or this is the verse is harmonized the chorus is harmonized and then they throw on uh george jumps in on the beep 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 yes and like a couple of other places where it becomes a three-part harmony Mm -hmm. but almost the entire thing is at least a two-part harmony all the way yeah What do you think, Becker? Uh, I know you were struggling with this song. We get you, we getting you anywhere? Yeah, I mean, I'm, <clears throat> I'm all aboard with this tune. Like, I just, I, you know, like I said, I had a, from the lyrics to the musicality. Like, I just have a, I have a interesting sort of when you break this up into its parts, is it amazing or is it just what happens at the end of it? You know, and that's that's sort of where I still feel I I stand on it. You know, like there's all of this happening together is so fantastic like it's that even even the you know paul says it basically right like he doesn't need that many how many chords are in this song like from the the verse like right he's like i need two chords he's like maybe this is more chords than i i even need like it's a very it's a very punk rocky uh paul mccartney talking about this song you know i I think speaking of of paul i think like have we heard this paul voice before now yes oh yeah yeah, this paul voice is is different and it's one that he carries through until kind of today almost like is this the first time we hear that like almost screamy paul like that but it's like like a mature paul too that i would yeah it is i we keep forgetting i want to name all of the paul voices as we keep coming across them but like this is a funny paul mature voice and i don't know that's a girl what she wanted you know this is the one that i think this is honestly the one i think like it, it if anything discounts Paul is dead, it's this song because this is the voice he ends up using on let it be through a lot of let it be. You know what I mean? Like he's, this is kind of the first time he's find found that version of his voice. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can hear that for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I like that they had a little bit of struggle writing this song lyrically and they didn't resort to like just a diamond reading the newspaper and then just coming up with the lyric or something you know like i know paul had like diamond rings or something like that and then decided like oh we need which is very like old old brown shoe yeah yeah hey hey, hey. i I like that song all right i know Uh, but i'm saying like the beatles talk about that they talk about fame guys save it for the (laughs) podcast (laughs) <laughs> we're on the podcast is, oh my bad <laughs> no but like they, they this idea of like talking about getting famous and yeah. like or getting rich or whatever that's a beatlesy thing throughout their history like i'm not talking about old brown shoe negatively i'm saying like it reminded me of that in a positive manner uh, of the rings and all that anyway go ahead yeah and this you know like this has they turn into a, a pretty interesting song like it becomes a little bit more progressive it becomes a little bit more interesting it has like that little turn at the end that i like you know like a little mm-hmm. humorous a little chuckle at the end of like you know i've got no car and it's breaking my heart you know but i found a driver and that's a start like i think it's great it's clever like it's very beatlesy it's it's sort of what you think when the Beatles present as like these witty lads in sort of the early oh. movies and then the, the press conferences and all of that, like it's it's in this song maybe for the first time more than I, I I'm just saying that I haven't I haven't done my thoughts on it. like is this the first time we really think that the humor is equaling the wit that they are presenting? You know, 
And it's really I don't cool. always know what the phrase a wink and a nod means, but it's right here, right? <laughs> There's yeah, a wink know. and a nod. Yeah. That always seems well, like a sexual think... thing to me, but I'm never quite sure what it means. Yeah. I think in your yeah, I think you're absolutely right in this case, Tommy, because like the wink is like we're being goofy. The nod is like, but this is a killer pop song and you're gonna fucking love it. Yeah, oh, like, right. we're gonna make okay. fucking like dough that. on I like your, that. I like yeah, that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. I knew that. I knew that's what I was saying. So, <laughs> thank you for, for putting it to work. I, I there's I a funny I, thing where Paul says he's like, uh, he's being interviewed a couple days after this song, and he's like, we've written some funny songs, songs with jokes in them. We think comedy numbers are the next big thing after protest songs. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like a little oh, proud of this tune and it happened. Yeah. To, but like, oh, no. like eight months You're later. You're not a Smothers brother. I think we're like in the midst of like the Vietnam War. Like like protest yeah. songs are not wrapping up yet. You know, like we're ramping up, and, you know. And they're not. It's like... a funny naivete. Like it's a little bit of like the age. It's also, I think it's a very Paul thing too to just be like, oh, we're doing like a little. A wink and a nod, if that's if that's what we can we can say now. I don't know. That's um, interesting that to put protest songs as like a fad. Yeah, exa- right. exactly. You that's know. very um, not sincere sounding at all anymore. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. But it's music they well, weren't they weren't doing right. But like, yeah. it's so funny because the next wave right is protest song. Like they are the hippies and protest songs. Like that is what is about to come. Like. So this how is a little bit then? of like the base of the wave of like the world is about to change in in from uh, when is this sixty six six I believe yeah from and like I don't know we're like eighteen months away from like the entire world changing I think like and um, then there's something to be said about like we we brought this up earlier about sixty five you know so this this idea of female protagonists on Rubber Soul. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's really big. Like, that's huge about like Paul taking the the side of, of the woman, being like, "Oh, I'm going to be rich and famous, and you can be my driver." And then it, that bleeding into Norwegian wood, and then bleeding into something on Revolver, like she said, she said, or you know, like, oh yeah, there's the, a whole new world of writing that I give them credit for being more aware of things where it's like they're building these different female characters or female perspective where like they're not um they're not content to just like hold your hand or something like that like there is a a different world now where like they're talking there's a voice and a viewpoint to an equal or a better even you know like in norwegian wood in some way you're like oh like you think the arsonist gets the better but i don't think that's true i think the the female gets the better of that song that like they drove someone to light a fire. Like if that's where you came for. And, and here the, the, the female lead gets the better of it. I, I believe, you know, like you have this notion of like this guy is like quit his job and is like, I'm ready to, if you're taking this as a chauffeur angle and not just like a, a sex angle, right. You have this notion of like, Hey, I, I quit my job. Like I'm ready. I'm here. Like uh, where's uh, where's the uh, where's the car? You know, like, I don't even have a fucking car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and there, it is there, good. It's a good little joke at the end. Like Paul, but is then right. like, like it's a good rubber soul. You also get run for your life, and that's the balance too of being like, <laughs> all right, there's still misogyny on this record, but yeah. and then you know, I mean, the Beatles have not come to terms with their actions and what they want to be and what they want to mean and how they act and what they present and all like it's i don't think we're they're super super yeah good luck to any of us at that age yeah to have like um 
you know, fulfilled what your wise self knows, you know, you know, and, and, and was genuine and, you know, purposeful and all that shit. Like no fucking way. Like, I, yeah, it's the way it is. I mean, they were, they were smart as, as much as anything wrote a great pop song. They know how to write great songs and they know how to like entice the audience and, Mm. and get you going. And, and that's what everyone was trying to do. And that's what everyone's still trying to do because they want to do it for a living and they want to not be the chauffeur. And yeah, the thing is, the thing is the Beatles were the best at it. You know, they could come up with a, a, a fart song and we'd probably fucking <laughs> we'd have know, to talk about it we're, yeah, we'd be talking about, about it, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know I've brought this up on a, on a couple of different songs but there is a formula to the way the verses are laid out in this song the first line is always the male saying I asked yeah. a girl what she wanted to be or I told that girl that my prospects were good or I told that girl I can start right away. And then the whole rest of the verse is a is quote of what that girl said back to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that like the guy only gets that one line and then she's got a lot to say about it that fills up the whole rest of the verse. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of funny that that's, that's the, the formula of this song. Well, it it shows that Paul's thinking about it, right? Like he does. He's like, I, I imagine. He says, "I'm imagining an LA chick." Is his quote about this? And that's the you said it in the upfront, but that's the funny thing that they thought like they weren't going to break through this song. You know that they had worked on it for a little while and they took a cigarette break. And but it's funny that Siggy even that doesn't seem like that long of a time frame that they were like, "Oh, we're stuck." You know, it sounded like they were stuck for like a day cracking this tune near they were at John's house and they were like six hours. Maybe are we ever going to get through this song? Like, should we give it up or whatever? And then they take a break and come back to it. Like now you talk to some singer songwriters and things like that. And they spent a year cracking a tune or Lennon Cron write hallelujah for like, I don't know. He wrote it for a very long time. And, um, the Beatles still just in there, like sort of inside of their bones. We're like, Oh, we're going to sort this out and make this, killer track like i believe this is a fantastic beatles tune you know oh. and i think it story. bridges it's a great story and i love a story song. But it took me a while to get to the story like um, I, yeah. I didn't necessarily get it before we investigated i'm also it saying before. that's like, their story like saying they they did this and that and the other thing yeah and got the song oh together. that's a great point dude yeah, yeah. who knows what actually point. happened yeah <laughs> well that's Co- a funny thing back here to- like the the you know, Paul's like, oh, drive my car is sort of just like a euphemism, like a blues euphemism for having sex. And I was like, all right, I'm going to take this at face value. And then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never sort of necessarily heard this, you know, in Baby, my yeah. uh, in my experience. No woman has ever said this to me. <laughs> uh, and so I, I tried to go back a little bit. And, so it and, can't be and, real. <laughs> I've had... <laughs> Anyway, so I went back a little bit, <laughs> and I I was like, all right, so when when does this theme cup up or whatever? And I found there's some early songs that sort of are talking from the female perspective about chauffeurs, and there's this oh, yeah? 
tune by Memphis Mini, and I think it was like 1940, and it's called Me and My Chauffeur. I'm going to play it. Wants to see my chauffeur. Wants to see my chauffeur. I was in the drive me. I was in the drive me downtown. That's in the 1940s, um, and she's saying, "Want to be my chauffeur? I want You're him right? to drive no, me. Sh- no kidding, man. Yeah, I want him to drive me downtown." Um, and then uh, Nina Simone takes this in the 60s, pretty close to the same time frame as well, she this. said. I think he drives so easy. He drives so easy, but Ooh. then Nina Simone takes it one step further. Want you to be my chauffeur? Be my chauffeur. So Nina steps yeah. it up just a little bit there where she's like, won't you ride me? It's not even drive me at right. this point. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Big Mama just can't turn you down, you know? And so uh, this, the, you know, you want to think, oh, the, the, the Beatles are doing this this sexual female empowerment thing, but it is, it's going on before them with the same exact topic. I have no notion that the Beatles knew about this this Memphis mini song uh, and, and the Nina Simone version and all of that stuff, but it's interesting to come back and use this sort of sort of same, the same euphemism, well, basically. You know this. Yeah, the Be- the Beatles have talked plenty of times about like the, the they've said it. The simplest term is put like black music has been so influential yeah. for yeah. them, and I think there's a definite connection here, and that comes back to them being amazing when they come to the United States, being like we're not playing for segregated audiences, right? Like we're not going to do that, and. Yeah, I I think there's a definite connection there a- after hearing that. That's amazing. It's also it's interesting. A um, cool, cool angle. Like yeah, a dip, it was. You know, I'm so happy. Someone's already saying songs. this. Like the notion of like, yeah. oh, drive my car is, is a thing, you know, and it's just, they were just, you know, are we all just updating something that happened before? Like, yeah, whether you know it or not, even us in 2023, like, are we just polishing the past you know like it is, is. is there yes. such thing as a new idea like if in 1940 she's already like sexualizing you know her chauffeur like shit you know yeah well Are i mean like already thought you can drive my car you can yeah. ride my car you can ride me hard you can whatever <laughs> like it's just always going to evolve but i also uh, ride my pony yeah <laughs> yeah that ri- great genuine ride classic it, my pony. <laughs> yeah my saddle's waiting yeah um come and jump on we all know we yeah, all know yeah. <laughs> are we turning into a genuine podcast it better so. be genuine i would call, I would call it gin you wine yeah gin and wine gin me gin you wine gin. yeah uh, gin gin you wine <laughs> all right um, join the patreon <laughs> Um, the yeah. Nina Simone revolution thing it was kind of a big deal. We can get to that later. She's on, unreal, but, yeah. man. She's but she took that song and kind of like tore it to pieces. Yeah. Um, so 
great moments in misunderstood Beatles lyrics from oh, Okay, yeah. I'm interested. I always so so many babies in this song. <laughs> I always thought it was Baby I'll Love You. Yeah, maybe I'll love you. But, oh, yeah. but it's maybe I'll love you. Yeah, yeah. which and oh, which yeah. adds to like the female empowerment yeah. Oh, yeah, portion yeah. of it, right? Like in, in a huge, huge way. Like Am I am I the only one who thought it was Baby I Love You? Um, up until I think I, I was not up maybe, until but... recently, but like I think maybe I heard it like that. Anyone that ever said maybe yeah. maybe I'll love you, like goodbye, <laughs> right? Like maybe I'll love you. I don't know. I don't know. It's that's not hitting right. Uh, I mean, there's it's a time not... in my life that I would that I would chase that. That I would be like, oh, all right, okay. That's good enough okay. for me. <laughs> like I understand that notion of it. Like it's it's appealing in a way. Like withholding because it, you yeah you have to yeah. earn it. Are you the you chauffeur? I would have been the yeah, chauffeur the at some chef. point. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like but that withholding nature chasing you have to something wear a hat. like I don't know. That was like an appeal for me at at some point in my life for for sure. Huh. But yeah, I think I, I yeah I, I like that the Beatles are now like putting themselves in that position on the rise to, to crazy fandom. Like it is, it's a funny, like uh, it's just a funny to put yourself in that position, you know, right? Like you're at the top of your game. You're on your way to the top of the game. Like you have your probably choice of, of, of girlfriends and you're still like finding this, this angle, you know? Yeah. It's a story song. It's a great story song. And it's great. It really, and maybe and it, it means took, nothing it for me their real life. You know what I mean? Story. Like maybe it means nothing from they really felt like, but I, it does probably synthesize the relationships that the Beatles are starting to have. I think, um, Paul is with, uh, Jane Asher. I think still like, I think that they're like, yeah. well, this, all Paul songs on this record outside of this one are like, Hey Jane, things aren't going well. <laughs> <laughs> That's, but there's yeah. yeah yeah sure sure yeah and that's clearly continues on into i guess into revolver right um right but this notion of of equality is starting to happen right like it's the early beatles songs and that notion of like here's enough to to tell a woman is is no longer enough like they've had life experiences now they've met real people They've had real girlfriends, and it's not just like the screaming throngs of of people that they're approaching. Like they're now sort of maybe being put in their place just like a little bit. You know, clearly there's a ton more ego to come in the Beatles. Like I don't yeah. think it's tackled in this by by any notion. But there is a series here of Norwegian Wood and Day Tripper and Ticket to Ride, where like the narrative changes a bit. You know, whether they're absolutely taking that to to heart in their personal life, I don't I don't think so yet. But who they want to be and who they are is starting to to change. Yeah, I couldn't possibly yeah. imagine what it's like to think in the old ways like that. But, um, <laughs> I mean, if anything, this is a sort of like fantasy song, right? Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah, even if well, there's something about like Scotty, you and I have played cover bands together, like. There's something a little bit about like vehicle in the song, but from the alternate perspective, right? Like you know that song vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm the friendly stranger in the black sedan, watch you step inside my car. Yeah, yeah. Purple, but right? it's like reverse the roles a little bit is what yeah. I'm thinking. It's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, it's hard to put yourself into the 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 that sort of era and think yeah. of it as normal. You know what I mean? Well, and then to think that fifty years from now, what people are going to think about this era and yeah. how wrong yeah. we were about different things. Those you know, auto <laughs> guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know what I think is kind of fun about this tune a little bit, and you think about perspective and all of that. But but think about this tune as if it was. As if she's leaving home is the prequel to this song, and that the the girl and the woman and she's leaving home becomes the drive my car. You know, she's going to meet Ooh. a man from the oh. meet a man from the motor trade, and and becomes like she's on her way oh to being this God. famous person, and, and sort of gets wow. what she okay, wants. Yeah, she yeah, leaves yeah. her family, and she's on that cusp of that LA chick stardom or whatever. So I was like, oh, you know, I thought, yeah, that, that makes an interesting. An interesting through line here when you when you want to tie some of this together, you know. I can I couldn't find anything that absolutely you know that Paul thinks that, oh. but you know, that is really the man from the motor trade. Really oh, cool. Man. Well, but there's something to be said for the idea that yeah, Paul think, will take the perspective of a woman more than John or George, right? In, in the songwriting, like John John. John will try and, from the perspective of a man, be kinder than he was in the past to his relationship with women, right? Yeah. But, you know, or something like there's there's something of recognizing like the the equality of the genders from John later in his songwriting career, um, but he never like dives into what is she thinking, and. Good or bad, Paul. You know, Paul does that. I, I think what you're He's saying is, is absolutely true, Scotty. I do have a question for you because you and RB re- record the karaoke track that we sing to. Um, Perfectly. These Ringo snare hits that lead into the chorus were those tough? Because like I listen to them and I love them. Like he does like a double, a double, a single, yeah. a double. You know, like yeah, I, and they are awesome. Yeah, I love that. I I, I think I simplified it a little bit, um, but I I recognized it for sure. Um, he might vary it slightly. I and like I said, I I probably just kept the same pattern. Right. But um, yeah, it's like a boom tap tap boom tap tap boom boom tap. You know, like uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's like double snare, double snare, double kick. You know, but one yeah. snare, and then kind of like you never really know what's coming next but it's probably a double snare. <laughs> yeah, I think he 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 does um I think Ringo when when we're talking about how he's undersold as a drummer, this is like exhibit A. No, this is a great one. Uh, yeah. Wait, something like this and 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 obviously something like come together, but Ringo is like slyly crafty in this yeah. in this tune. He's slamming in, in a ways sweet that, beat the whole oh tune. Oh my yeah. god. It's it's really. I think really I think cool. all of the percussion that they added onto it though, just like even builds up that rhythm section like, even yeah, more. Yeah, you said that from yeah. the start. Yeah, you were yeah, like, like it, there, the there's a the ca- the cowbell which is like just driving the car through the whole song. Yeah, and then like the there's a tambourine in there and uh, I don't even know what else is in there. You <laughs> you did the percussion yeah. parts. <laughs> tell me, uh, but it was um yeah, yeah it was. Uh, we talked a bit. We talked a bit, bit about the guitar on the disorienting 
intro, but there is a guitar yep. solo in the song that Paul plays. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. bitching. <laughs> yeah. It is bitching. It's a I would, slide I would on it. Like, there's not a lot of yeah, sliding in Beatles stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George is like a slide master later, but. Yeah, I think this is a very. Uh, I, I don't I don't know of a of a of a I, I think Tim mentioned this in our when we were chatting back and forth that, that, yeah. when we were recording this. But like he was like, is this the first uh you know uh slide part in a Beatles song? And I'm like, I maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, unfortunately it, it, it wasn't it George. It comes up but, at the very, yeah. very end of the solo, the that little part is on a, definitely on a slide. It's noticeable um, there, but it might be there throughout. Really impressively. When when I so I I watched a a YouTube video of of a live Paul performance of this, and it was much later. It's like two thousand whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the guitar player that plays along with it plays the solo all on the slide. Yeah. Um, which I tried to do when we did this. I, I can't like, even I can't imagine it. Yeah. Um. But it it the slide is definitely on that the last few measures of the out of of the, the solo oh. for sure. Like it's it's hard to tell if it's like if are you bending the string or are you sliding up wow, on the string? Wow, like, wow. Yeah. Um, but that that outro is absolutely you cannot bend a string in that way. It's it's no, impossible. No, no. Um but you know, it, it maybe it wasn't a slide, maybe it was like maybe he's using a beer bottle or something, you know, you never know. An actual, any yeah. any sort of <laughs> thing. Slidey contraption. Like a devil's purse what? handline. I feel like they're right mm-hmm. on the cusp of being allowed to use a, a beer bottle. Because we're always like, uh, I know this is the mythical, like, oh, the Beatles went after, they recorded after midnight on this episode or this song. But I think they only went to 12.15. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they went to <laughs> 3 in the morning. Well, like, that, that's the, the thing. The session though, is uh, 7 the, to 12.15. Mark Lewison mentioned that in the, in the Complete Recordings book, that this was the first session that went past midnight. But then you, like, flip two pages beyond, and they're starting booking the studio from 11 to 3 a.m., like yeah. that yeah. did not happen before this. Oh, right, we can do but this. That's yeah. like that's when you make music, right? Like that's when yeah, and things right. maybe happening. maybe this you is know, when like, they're this maybe this is when they're deciding when they that light, like it's light out is hard, you know, especially if you come from being like the Beatles and playing the Cavern Club and doing all of this and being on the grind. And I know the Cavern and and, and Star Club and all of that had daytime sessions and they did a they to their credit they did a lot of like lunchtime sets and things like that, but it is hard to do this job even podcasting it is hard to do it when it is like that that's i will stick yeah, to talk it. to sam wiles I mean, it, it was hard for us um, rb i i do have a weird music nerdy question about okay. the piano part yeah like there's something neil youngy about that that piano line like and it's something about Every time Neil Young plays like an A minor, uh-huh. and then he, like, like it, it's like in Cowgirl on the Sand. It's oh, yeah, something yeah. It's like, like a little hit, is, what is that, beat what or is something. That, what is that piano line? Like, am I wrong about this? Like, is it? This is your. Oh, go ahead, Arby. Yeah. Um. Well, that. So that little. Uh, Flourish, maybe? the little piano yeah. flourish thing. It 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 is it is doing a. Uh, it's going up to the seventh in the chord, but also it's it's doing a syncopation, right? It's doing like a triplety 
bum, 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 yeah. bum. It's, it's like a three over four kind of syncopation. Yeah. Um, I which think of it. Adds some rhythmic interest to the song, which is kind of like a, you know, it's like a straight, like the, well, it's not, it's, there is syncopation happening in the guitar and the bass. There's not like chords, from, though. There's no chords in the guitar yeah. at all, which is well, another the piano interesting is fact in the song. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you mentioned this in the intro, but I don't, I can't think of another Beatles song that doesn't have a, a guitar. I mean, if, if it doesn't feature a guitar at all, obviously, did not have yeah. a guitar chord. But like a, a song that has an electric guitar on it that doesn't have any chords on it. Like um, Day Tripper has a riff, but there are chords in that too. Yep, yep. Um, right. I, 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 w- I would say this is probably kind of a close comparison, like guitar-wise, to like there's a single note guitar line in Day Tripper, the single note riff guitar line in this song, but there's, there's no chords on the guitar, which I found kind of interesting. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. I think like the the sad part for me of listening to the song, not to say there's like a sad part, but this is one I think is going to really unfold whenever Rubber Soul Deluxe comes out. And that we're gonna hear like whatever demos or whatever early takes or whatever different versions of the way because Drive My Car to Me is a piece of fiction, but I wanna hear how they how they got to the end product like that's when when someone's not bearing their soul to me like first person one-on-one you know the 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 john lennon style i want to hear like if i hear the start the evolution of the got us to the the finished product i I think that's going to be maybe a little more satisfying in some way yeah and i think we're going to be disappointed by some of this in that there isn't enough of it like i don't think that they spent the no. time that we get in some of these other stuff, yeah. like I don't. When did we start with the super deluxe? I started with Sergeant Pepper. I don't. I don't remember. But I. I think I don't with, think there's enough stuff on tape here. I think they're gonna do it because they need to do it. But like, right? There's only like four or six takes of the song. Yeah, there's only like four or five songs. That takes yeah, this, I. I, th- yeah. I think maybe with with some of the the technology that came with the, the get back stuff, we might end up with like a little more like isolated tracks as like exactly, bonus material. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. and, you know, we'll, we'll end up with like the vocal only take of this, which might be kind of cool to listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, which, cause it's all harmonized, you know, um, which they did, uh, a lot on the like beach boys releases where it's like, Oh, we're going to release this and it's going to be just the voices on it or just the instruments yeah. on it. You know, like it's just like a bunch of stems. Yeah. I remember. Like, yeah. They'll, they'll break it up that way. But yeah, I, as you said, like, I don't think there's a bunch of extra, like they, they I'm sure they were like taping over the rehearsal takes like the yeah. tape was valuable at that point. So y'all, if we're if we're gonna rank this song, we're gonna we're gonna take this to the big old list of Beatles songs best to worst. Currently, if we're gonna run down some highlights, number one is Happiness is a Warm Gun from the White Album. Number ten is Two of Us from Let It Be. Number twenty is Mother Nature's Son. That also comes from the White Album. Number thirty, my friends, is Good Day Sunshine. From Revolver, um, that's a pretty good tune, I, yeah, I would say. Number 40 is All I've Got to Do from With the Beatles. Number 50 is Do You Want to Know a Secret? 
do want that to know song is from please please me the next yeah, song Tommy, on hold the list. on do you want to know a secret wait do you have a secret right it's about All right. it's about it's about scotty Scotty. Uh-oh. Uh number fifty one, just the very next song, also from Please Please Me, uh is, is a song called A Taste, Taste of Honey. 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 A Taste of Honey. And then number fifty five, also from Please Please <laughs> Me, is the song Boys. We're talking about boys. We got yeah, my boys yeah, talking yeah, about boys. boys. Tommy hates so, Please Please Me. But I guess it yeah, makes it really sense does. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to fans on the run for more, but <laughs> uh, apparently we all do. But uh let's let's talk about where we think this song fits. So this song is a rubber soul tune, right? Um and if we're what looking we what we got for rubber soul, life, I forgot. So wait, wait is thirty nine. Wait is thirty nine. Is this a better or worse song than wait, my friend? I think it's better than that. I think it's, it's better, better than wait. But- we have we have nowhere man at twenty five. Oh, nowhere good. man is ground. number twenty five, and I think nowhere man's a better song. Than this. Yeah, oh, nowhere man is a better song than this. Yeah, is it like, better that... than Lady Banana? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's better than Lady Banana. All right, so where we really? where is that settling us right now? So that's putting uh, us right around. Fool on is the it? Hill, oh, Tommy, I see what he's doing. Now. Is it better than what? I've just seen a face? Oh. 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 I wasn't doing it. Tommy's like, so masterful. He didn't. I like even... where you're at. Um, I actually don't think it's better than Good Day Sunshine. I don't think it's better than All My Loving. I think it is better than Things We Said Today. Oh, I like all these songs. I think it's better than I. This song is better than I've just seen a face. I I do, and I and putting it in context of like this is how you start Rubber Soul. I think that this is. Better than from me to you, and not as good as Lady Madonna. I think it's Oof. right now. I'm throwing it up as 28. I'm, right, I'm so not Becker, making Becker's my final throwing statement. It 28. I'm throwing in a a, a, a right a under Lady bench. Banana. I'm throwing it as 32 right now. Becker's saying 28. I'm saying 32. I'm saying mm-hmm. better than things we said today. Not as good as all my love. Our list is so messy. Right, we yeah. got five minutes on the clock here, people, for this ranking. Let's, let's yeah, move we're along. We're three minutes in. Oh. Yeah. Um, man, Make all these songs calls. are so good. They're Beatles songs. They're pretty good. I just love that every episode, Scotty C is still like, I've got to rank it. <laughs> He's still yeah. thinking, like, yeah. this, this segment, which he edits every every episode, is still a surprise to him. <laughs> I I, oh. I think it's better than Lady Madonna, but not a lot of the songs oh, okay. below it. Not the songs below it. Why do we pick know, Lady Madonna? Yeah. Do we have a guest? It's getting really hard. I almost think that we should be submitting blind bids like at the beginning of the show. Like we should just like write them on a piece of uh. paper. But I, I like to hear everybody's interpretation because that, I do that too. influences yeah, mine. You know, totally. This is part of it. Too. It's in the moment. We yeah, got to yeah. just do yeah. We got to just do That's true. It is in the moment. It's not supposed to be. You're right. You're I right. think it's in the vein of Good Day Sunshine though. Like it's. Yeah. Like it's a good tune. And it's like got an upbeatness to it, and I can like picture it. it. I can picture it. You know what I mean? Like, I uh, love the story song aspect of it. Yeah. So that is Scotty. But what you're saying right now is you think it's better than All My Loving? No, I definitely don't. Oh, okay. So we should go down. No, no, but he thinks that. it's better than Lady Madonna. Well, you know what? Lady Ma- <laughs> Banana needs to come down. Well, he's got to make a choice at some point. Are you swaying? RB. 
I, I'm just saying. I'm are you saying Damon? Facts. Are you Damon Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Patrick Swayze. Oh, right? Our list is so <laughs> Matt Affleck. Uh, <laughs> Should we just slot it right below Lady Madonna to have the best consensus of all? Even though I totally disagree with it. I'm on board with that. If, if we have a threesome on that, a threefer versus your, I'll, I'll take that. Sure. RB Scotty, go for it. Slot it below uh, Lady cool. Madonna. That's fine. In between, from me to you and Lady Madonna, so. our new I think number twenty-eight, I believe. Number twenty-eight. Number twenty-eight. Number twenty-eight. Number 28. Number 28. Number this 28. is "Drive My Car" from Rubber Soul. It's a Paul tune. We're slotting it in there. And here I go. Tommy, tell the good listeners what they've won. Yeah. <laughs> You've won a new car. Yeah. <laughs> With chauffeur. Yeah. But one of us has got to drive it. <laughs> yeah. Did, do you That's guys a great we... choice. Who do you think is the best blotto driver? Right now? <laughs> None of us. None of us. Uber. <laughs> do you guys think we did it? I think we did it. We did something. You think we recorded, uh, we recorded an episode? We did a whole song uh, after talking to ethan alexanian from the fans on the run podcast this evening we had a little Seems bit of a double way. header yeah. oh my nice. goodness we thank you thank you thank you so much that was another episode of blotto mm. beetles did we hit this evening's magical mystery word we did not we did not oh we Scotty. did yeah. thank Scotty, god we did what was this evening's <laughs> word it was horn Horn. Beep, beep. Because beep, 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 yeah. Because yeah. we had the beep, beeps, uh, and yeah. I thought this song about the could beeps. use horns. Like the yeah, Otis this, is a, pretty, this is a pretty horny song. Horn, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. horniness to uh, it. Yeah. Oh, know. horniness. Uh, yeah. Scotty, Scotty, really, Scotty. Oh, that, that's a masterful. That's masterful. That's masterful. Yeah. I'm so yeah, masterful that you guys never hit it, though. It's our fault tonight. It's our fault. Yeah, that's on us. And Scotty, that's why this podcast is produced, edited, magically assembled by you as our executive producer. You are on the ones and twos, Scotty. That's Scotty C. We have additional musical supervision and assistance from our friend and yours, RB. That B is always stands for Beatles. Um, we did not have a guest this evening, but we are on the socials. You can find us at Blotto Beatles anywhere you can go. You can also find us. Uh, bottlebeetles.com where hey we didn't talk about this tonight there's a bottle beetle shop yeah there is we talked about it you can buy some t-shirts we got merch we got some new shirts up we got, we got new shirts dead we, shirt we got we the bottle hamilton shirt up yeah we got two new shirts up for your new year why yeah. don't you pick up a bottle beetle shirt you want to walk around town looking like you like hamilton or the grateful dead and the people are like wait what yeah yeah Seriously. you're gonna trick them it's gonna be good stuff Go to blottobeetles.com. Find us at blottobeetles. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app of choice. We love those five stars. Mm-hmm. But you be truthful. You give us whatever you want to give us. And then here's what I would say along with that. Like, we always talk about the word of mouth thing. It is very weird if we go on to, like, Beatles uh, chats or message boards and say, hey, this podcast, Bottle Beatles, is pretty cool. But if you do that, that <laughs> would <better>. be great. <laughs> I think that would help a lot. Um, remember also, this show is performed by absolute professionals. None of us are driving nowhere tonight, right? Nowhere, man. Nowhere. No. No, you're nowhere, nowhere, man. You're always a nowhere, man. 
please, please, please remember, enjoy Blotto Beatles responsibly. I have three words. We have three words for hold you. Up, Those hold three up, words. Hold up. What? I got two shout outs. Go. Yeah. I got one shout out to Tim, who's been like a pretty regular. Tickled the eye yeah. one. Uh, not that long ago, but Tim, Tim at No Disassemble. He's yep. been he's been really helpful with keyboard in the karaoke stuff and just yeah. being like excited about it and it's really cool. Um so definitely shout out to him. And then another one, my boy Rich, who is a amazing DJ on on MVY radio. WMVY. And he, he he shouts us out anytime he plays a Beatles song, he shouts us out to the to the airwaves. And I I love this guy to death. He's one of the best people I know. Yep. And I just want to say thank you, Rich, and, and uh, uh, you're the man. Let's do this. Cheers, love, Rich. love you, Tim. Awesome. Lo- love you, Rich. Thank you both so much for your, your support, for your help. And we say this to you two fine gentlemen. We say it to all the listeners. It's three words. And those three words are peace, peace and, and love. love. I told that girl I could